All right, can we go to God in prayer as we, before we go into God's word to learn, but let's pray for these. God, you are in heaven, you are holy, you are in control. There's requests that are spoken that we need to cry out to you for. We think of Linda Ingram at this time. Just be with her. Help her through her situation. Give her comfort. Bring those around her to encourage her and give her um, just a presence knowing that people care about her. Help those go around her and care for her. And you are watching over that situation. And we ask you to do that. Be with Ashley as well as she lost her fiance. And that's a hard thing. But you are bigger. Be with her at this time. Be with Cheryl as she's going to have surgery tomorrow. She has an anxious heart. You are a God that can that can do anything. So please give her courage and understanding and rest that you are with her. Be with Karen as she has surgery Friday on her wrist. Give her the peace and comfort and rest and that she needs as she gets ready for that surgery. And be with those who there's unspoken needs, there's struggles that are going on in life, there's joys, ups and downs, whatever is happening in each life that is listening here today, I pray that you would bring your love, surround them, bring your peace, and just bring the Holy Spirit to give them the leading and comfort they need. And as we go into God's Word, your Word, help us to have hears that will listen and understand. And when we need to change, help us to be willing to say, God, I need to change at this and I need you to help me. So help us to do that today. Thank you so much for Jesus. As we remembered Jesus is death. He died for the sins of the world. Help us to remember that. But He didn't stay dead. Jesus rose from the dead and He's interceding for us even right now. So thank you for those promises. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for the way that we can get to you. Even though we're broken, there's a way. And that's Jesus. So thank you in His name. Amen. And again, no, no tissues up here for me. So if somebody wants to run me a tissue, that would be fantastic. So thank you, whoever's going to do that. <laughs> um, but... This week was a long week. How many of you had a long week? Anybody? Anybody? I only see a few hands, so there's a few with me. I was at camp all week with 5th through 7th graders, and it was, I, I didn't dread going there, but I was like, what did I sign up for before I even got there? And then when the week started on Sunday, I was so glad that I came, went there to be a part of it. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Maybe later I'll need more, but. But this week, 
I, I was like, yes, I was like, what did I sign up for? But as Sunday the kids started coming in, I knew that that was a place I needed to be that whole week. Because a lot of things happened, good things that God was doing in the lives of not just the faculty, but also the kids that were there. There were 64 of them for like, I think there was 15 to 18 faculty. So you do the math. They're, you know, the kids outnumbered us. That, that is good. Yes, that, it's a good thing. So a lot of things. And you'll hear some of the stories that happen in, in between while we're doing this topic of righteous live by faith. You'll hear stories of kids and things that happened at camp because God is good. And Habakkuk, remember, he's this prophet that's crying out to God. And I want to share with you again from my journal what happened a year ago. Anybody remember what happened a year ago Sunday? Huh? Trial sermon. I hate that word still, but it's trial sermon. (laughs) But here's what I wrote. I read my Bible reading on my phone this morning. In Vestaburg, Michigan, for Ferris Church of Christ visit and trial sermon weekend. So as I was sitting at breakfast at the hotel in Edmore, I said this prayer to myself, and I want to share it before we get into God's Word, because here's what I said. Lord, I ask You to guide me as I speak Your words for Your people later this morning. Open all of our hearts and minds to grow and change today. May your Holy Spirit lead us into that change that will bring glory to yourself and our hearts may be filled with joy and gratitude for what you have done for us and for who you are as the true and faithful God. Amen. I prayed that before I came Sunday morning to preach the trial sermon. And I hope from that start of the beginning of here, that started my ministry, I believe, here at Ferris Church of Christ. And I hope that as we go to God's Word, remember the question I've been asking the last couple weeks? What was the question? Are you excited when you come to God's Word? How would you answer that today? Are you excited as we get to go to the Word of God. Are you excited? I'm excited. Because this past week, we were sharing God's Word with children, 5th through 7th graders, and they were excited. Most of them. (laughs) We're excited to go to God's Word and hear the stories. We went through some of the parables of Jesus. He taught with authority and kids were excited to hear and learn from the faculty. They shared their stories as they're weaving in and out of the parables that they taught in classes, at campfire, at the worship services in the evening. The story of the Bible is encouraging. From Genesis to Revelation, how many books is that within the big book? 66. It was so cool they had a session that kids could sign up for to write songs. They could go, Mark Walter, the dean, he's a youth minister at Owasso, he led this group, if kids wanted to sign up to write a song, 
And two groups wrote two different songs, and one of them was about God's Word. It was revolved around how many verses were in the Bible. It was entitled 31,102. That's how many verses are in the Bible. And they created a song with that number. And it was such a great song. The faculty behind me was like, they should record that. Get some money for that one. (laughs) Because it was so good. And it came from 5th through 7th graders. If you put your mind to something, you can do, I think, whatever you want to do for God's glory. Writing songs with just a number. Here's what Eugene Peterson writes as we go to Habakkuk. He writes this. Living by faith is a bewildering venture. Just right there. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is hard it is difficult you don't know what's coming it's confusing he goes on we rarely know what's coming next and not many things turn out the way we anticipate it is natural to assume that since i am god's chosen and beloved i will get favorable treatment from god who favors me so extravagantly it is not unreasonable to expect that from the time that i become his follower I will be exempt from dead ends, muddy detours, and cruel treatment from the travelers I meet daily who are walking the other direction. That God followers don't get preferential treatment in life always comes as a surprise. But it's also a surprise to find that there are few men and women within the Bible who show up alongside us at such moments. The prophet Habakkuk is one of them, and a most welcome companion he is. Remember, Habakkuk is going to God saying, look around. Look what I see. Do you see it too, God? And he's saying, do something about it. And remember God's answer, what does he say? I'm going to raise up the Babylonians to take care of the wickedness. And Habakkuk's like, I want something different. Please, that, that's not what's going to happen, is it? So he cries out to God again. And remember last week he calls him the Holy One, the Rock. Those are names we can call out to God saying, God, I know you're holy. You're separate from sin. There's no hint of sin in you. And you're also a rock that is secure and it's not going to be shaken, right? At the camp, some, uh, one of the faculty was in charge of the parable, speaking the parable of the wise and foolish builder. And what is the foundation we build our lives on? The Rock, I think it's a capital R, right? Which is Jesus. But God, Habakkuk calls out and says, You are my rock. I'm secure when I follow you. Remember, I, I said, one preacher said, It's better to look up than look out. When we look out in the world, we say, That's what I do. I'm like, uh, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. But when we look up and we know who's in control, we say, I know it's cliche, but it's going to be okay. But God is the one in control. And then you see here, remember Habakkuk is waiting for an answer and God answers him. He says, write it down, right? We have it. 
He wrote it down for us. And then he gets to verse 4, which we're going to cover today at the very end. He says, but the righteous person will live by faith or faithfulness, depending on the translation you have. I'm going to break down these words because I know some of you are like, I don't like words. No, some of you don't look up definitions maybe. And what do I always say? You know I love what? Definition. So I'm going to give you some as we break down this phrase. The righteous person will live by faith or faithfulness. Habakkuk 2.4. Here we go. We're going to start with the first word there of that phrase. Everybody repeat after me. But. Real loud. Come on. Write in the comments. You're going to write but. Okay? B-U-T. Remember I said that's one of my favorite words in the Bible because God is answering Habakkuk and says, look at the enemy. The enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. They're not living right. They're going their own way. But there's a transition. There's a comparison. Something is going to come that's the opposite of what the Lord just said. But, on the other hand, the righteous, the righteous person, the Hebrew word for righteous is sadiq. It means just, righteous, in conduct and character towards God. The righteous person. So this is a way of life. This is a conduct and your character that is towards God. Do you think Habakkuk had, was righteous? Yes or no? Do you think Habakkuk was a righteous prophet? Who did he go to? He went to God. He's saying, I know that this world is crazy. But he knows that God is holy, he's the rock, and he's going to help. Not the way he anticipated, right? But he knew who to go to. He is a righteous prophet. And do we see people that have in conduct, in character, they're just and right toward God. Do we know people like that? Do you know a righteous person? You don't have to raise your hand, but think about a righteous person in your mind. Do you know one? I hope you do, and I hope you are one. But the righteous person. And then what do you got next? Will live. Everybody say that. Will live. This phrase is hayah. Everybody say, I like that word, hayah. Do you like that word? Hayah. Do you ever say that and then don't know what you're saying? Hayah, yes. I'm thinking of like karate or something. But this word means sustain life, live on or upon. And if you don't know what sustain means, it's to supply with sustenance, nourish. How, do, how does the righteous person live? He nourishes his or herself with what? God's Word. Prayer. Spending time with other believers. That's why you're here, right? To be encouraged and encourage each other and build each other up in the faith and remember why we come, right? to celebrate communion, to celebrate why Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. Is that why we come to church? The righteous person will live. You get nourished. You're going to live life. 
nourishing yourself with God things. This week, I was at camp. Was I nourished? Yes. Why? Because I was spending time with other believers, speaking truth to kids and to ourselves as well. I was also nourished with a lot of snacks. to have fun with the kids, to have them 20, you're with them like every day, 24 hours a day, you're, you're with kids, but you're always asking questions. They're coming up to you and saying, did you see me do this or that? It was nourishing to me. What do we nourish ourselves with on a daily basis? What do we nourish ourselves on a weekly basis with? Will live. One kid comes up to me on Sunday, and he was also in my uh, team that week. You break out into teams, and he comes to me on Sunday. He's like, on Sunday, right before camp, he's like, I came here to learn about baptism. And he's like, I can get baptized if I know what it means. And what happens throughout the week? He's learning He's growing. He's asking questions. He's um, constantly seeing what it is, the meaning of baptism. And Thursday night comes and he comes forward and he talks to faculty saying, I want to know what baptism is all about. And I got the chance to baptize him on Friday. And his mom was so excited. And I pray that for him as he goes home, that he'll be nourished every day by God's word, by encouragement from his mom, encouragement from his church. But what do we nourish ourselves with? You will live by faithfulness or faith. And this word, I think I said it two weeks ago and maybe last week as well, emunah. That's the Hebrew word. It means faithfulness, trust, of human conduct, certainty and faithfulness. So Habakkuk gets this glimmer of hope and it says the righteous person will live by faithfulness or faith, this trust, this certainty that God's in control. And he's going to live life with that understanding of I know God's in control. Remember, a look up is better than a look out. Sometimes we want to just break our TVs and never turn them on again, right? Or our phones or our computers. We just want to not turn it on because something's going to pop up, something that's happening in the world, and it's like, I don't want to see that. What's happening, God? But the righteous person will live by his or her faithfulness or faith with a certainty that God is in control. And remember, where's this verse also quoted? Remember? Anybody remember if you were listening? Is it quoted anywhere else in the Bible? The righteous will live by faith. It's in Romans. It's also in Galatians and Hebrews. How many times? Three. 
A good preacher friend of mine always says, if it's repeated, it must be important. So the righteous person will live by faith is an important glimmer of hope in this Habakkuk conversation with God. But it must have been really important if three other times writers are quoting Habakkuk, the prophet. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans real quick. We're going to read the three and just kind of get some what they were writing about. Romans 1 verse 17 is where it's found, but I'm going to start in verse 16, okay? So Paul's the writer here. He's writing to the Roman Christians and he writes this. And Romans is a great book. It's a hard book sometimes, but it's a great book to read. It's a great letter from Paul. And he writes this, Romans 1, 16, starting in 16 and going to 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Verse 17, For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Go to Galatians. Because they're using the phrase the same, but in a little different ways. Now Galatians is written also by Paul, okay? He's writing to the believers at Galatia. And he writes this in Galatians 3.11. And I'm going to start in verse 10 and read a few verses afterward too. So Galatians 3, verse 10 and following. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. So Paul quotes Habakkuk to the Romans and also to the Galatians. And he's saying the righteous will live by faith. Faith in who? Jesus Christ. The rock. The certainty of the secure place to look at, to build your life on. It's not going to be shaken. It's going to stand. But Paul encourages people. You will live by faith. I like the will live. It doesn't say had lived. It says will live. That to me is like you're doing it every day. It's a constant, continuing thing. You will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. Then you get to Hebrews. Hebrews, some people say it's written by Paul. I'm not sure yet. So, but Hebrews is written by a writer and he quotes Habakkuk as well. 
So Hebrews chapter 10, and this proceeds, if you know Hebrews chapter 11, is known as the what? The faith chapter, the faith in action chapter, people lived by faith. So this is the lead-in to that chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, and I'm going to start in verse 36. Hebrews 10, 36, here we go. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in just a little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Verse 39, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And then you get into chapter 11 and you see all the examples. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. They put their faith into action. They were living by faith. And I ask the question to you, do you live by faith? Not just saying God is who He is and Jesus saved me, but do you live by faith? Do you not shrink back? When people persecute you, when people oppose you or want to argue with you about certain things, do you, not, do you say, this is what I believe and I'm going to just state to you, this is why I believe it. And remember, the Greek word for faith is pistis. Everybody say that. Pistis. It's a hard one to say sometimes. But pistis means a conviction based upon hearing. You're convicted about something and you live it out. You know that it's the right way to go. So in Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews, here's the breakdown. The righteous, approved of God, acceptable to God by faith. So we are in God's sight righteous. Through who? Jesus. He's declared us righteous. And then you have will live. This is to enjoy real life. Did you catch that? To enjoy real life. And you know what that real life is if you are righteous. You're living to enjoy the eternal life that's coming, right? The world around us is falling apart. You can see that. It's broken. And one of the cool things at camp this week, the worship leader always, we sang the same songs. We sang most of the same songs every day. And one of the songs was, here's my heart, take it and heal it and do what you want with me, God. That's what this, is. I think, is getting at. We'll enjoy real life. You're saying, God, if I need to change, change me. If I need to follow you, I'm going to follow you wherever it takes me. That's why I'm here. I followed God to where He wanted me to be. I needed to be at Ferris. I needed to be at camp this week. As you look back at your life, you will live to enjoy real life. I hope you are. And then you get to faith, and we just talked about that. A conviction based upon hearing. This is of trust in the promises of God. Do you trust in the promises of God? Do you say, God, I'm taking you at your word. You said we're going to enjoy eternal life with you someday. 
You're going to be with us through the thick and the thin. Tony talked about Psalm 23, right? Even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death or darkness, you are with me, right? Camp was great. Kids were changed with the gospel of Jesus. And I hope that they are righteous and they will live by faith. When they're convicted of something, I hope they say, that's the way I need to go. And like us, do we have things in our life that are like, well, I don't think that's what God wants me to do. Maybe I need to sever a friendship that's bringing me the wrong way or something else. I don't know what. Whatever it is, maybe you have to cut it off and say, I, I can't do that anymore. And maybe it's something that we need to add on. And I think that's what I talked about at my trial sermon. Remember, add to your faith these things from First Peter, or First or Second Peter, I forget which one. But we have to add to our faith perseverance, patience, goodness, gentleness. The righteous person will live by his or her faithfulness or faith. We sang a song at camp called Battle Belongs, written by Brian Johnson and Phil Wickham. Everybody, anybody heard of that song? Battle Belongs. And here's what it says. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain moved. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is a cross, God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. We sang that every day. And I was like, that goes with Habakkuk. Where did Habakkuk go? He went to Almighty God saying, I can't do it. I see the world around me, God, and it's, it's ruined. It's broken. Please do something about it. He said, I'm going to raise up the Babylonians, and Habakkuk is still like, eh, well... But he goes to God, you're the Holy One, God, you're the rock. You know better than I do. And God gives him an answer and says, yes, these enemies and these evil people, the puffed up, they're doing their own thing, but the righteous will live by faith. I think God is saying to Habakkuk, you're a righteous person, Habakkuk. Keep living by faith. The certainty that I'm in control and the certainty that I will be with you wherever you go. So today... I'm going to end with this. 
the camp week was going on, parables are being taught. We're giving questions to the kids saying, what character are you? We went through the soils. What type of soil are you? What type of person are you to your friends or enemies that you see somebody hurt? Are you willing to help them with the, you know, the good Samaritan parable? And the treasure, you're going to find the treasure, the kingdom of heaven. Are you going to take it and receive it? Then we get to Thursday and Mark, the dean, said, hey, if you want to know about baptism, come talk to us. Fifteen kids come forward. Thirteen were baptized on Friday. Two more are probably being baptized even right now at their home churches. I mean, it was pouring down rain in the lake. But if you witnessed it, there was people witnessing these baptisms in the rain. And angels celebrated. We celebrated. Kids were transformed by the gospel of Jesus. I think that's why Paul and the writer of Hebrews quote Habakkuk, the righteous will live by faith. Faith in Jesus saves you and keeps you going. Remember we sang that song, you're, you're running after me or whatever that song is. I don't remember the words, but I think that's the goodness of God's running after you. And if you need to make that decision, we'll celebrate with you today. As I was, me and Jut minister at St. Louis, we were talking to the kids about baptism, what it means. And I shared a story of two six-year-old girls. One six-year-old girl's mom comes up to me and says she wants to be baptized. So I asked her the question, why? And the little six-year-old said, I want life. Another six-year-old girl asked the same question, why do you want to get baptized? Oh, I just want to drink the juice and the bread. One wants life. One wants juice and bread. Do you want life? Then have faith in Jesus. And then that's what baptism represents, right? You say, I have no other way to save my broken life but Jesus. You're buried with Him and you're raised to what? A new life. And you're not alone. The kids that we baptize in the lake, they're not alone. They have people around them that will hopefully encourage them to grow and grow and grow and I can keep going till midnight. You need to grow in Jesus and live by faith. If you need to make that decision today, I'm crying out to you, do it. Is it a hard decision? Yes. One of the other faculty said, it's the most important decision you'll ever make, but it's also the most difficult one. Because some people are scared. They're like, what are people going to think? But Jesus saves people from their sins. I hope you will do that today. If you need a church family, we're here for you. You can join us. I know I'm crazy, and there's other people that are crazy, but... We love Jesus here. We preach Jesus here.
We, we go work at camp because we love Jesus and we love people and we love kids. So let's pray today. If you need to make a decision, come talk to me or one of the elders or someone you trust. Talk to them about what you need to do. And also just encourage one another today. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word and the prophet Habakkuk having this conversation with you saying the world around us is going, being destroyed, is ruined, it's broken. But he knows you are the one in control and we know and understand that God, you're above everything. You're in control. Help us to trust you. Help us to live by faith. If there's those here today that need to make a decision to change something, to come and be baptized, help us to encourage them and allow your Spirit to work, God. Help us to follow the Spirit's leading and help us to look to you instead of looking out because you're in control. And we thank you for Jesus and what he did on the cross for our sins. And we thank you that he's even right now interceding for us at your right hand. And he's going to come back someday. We don't know when, but he's coming back. So we cry out, come Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Please stand and join us as we sing Blessed Be the Tie.